Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here at the Bright Red Desk. It's a nice rainy day here in New York City. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, January, or not January, December 29th. January in three days. Um, this is the week, the weekly weather for January 29th, and we are here talking to you about what's to come and how to use that energy productively. Uh, we are in eclipse season. We had an eclipse on the 26th. We have another one on the 10th. So we're in that middle period, the new moon eclipse that happened on the midnight, like a little after midnight on the 26th, kind of initiated a bunch of new ideas, new revelations, learning stuff. And then the eclipse is going to run for two weeks till we get to the full moon that happens on the um, that happens on the 10th of January, and then we release, release, release until the new moon on January 24th. So this is eclipse season, and what eclipse season does is it brings things to light. It helps us look back at stuff, figure it out. It brings stories up for us to finish, release, and let go of. It helps us look at stuff that was going on last summer in June, uh, when the eclipse, end of June, beginning of July, when the eclipses hit. And it also, the eclipse that we're going to have on the, um, on the 10th of January takes us back to the summer of 18, June of 18. Um, yeah, yeah, June of 18. Um, I'm sorry, July, yeah, July 10th of 18, and then April 10th of 19, and now we have the full moon. So I, I should write these down. Oops, that's the cat on the phone. Sorry about that. I think you need to get down. Yeah, whoops, sorry. Um, this is Remo causing trouble. He just came and sat on the phone, so I apologize for that high-pitched beep. Hopefully we're still recording. Um uh, and, and you heard him hit the floor when he went round. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, don't sit on the phone while I'm talking. So anyway, this week ahead, the eclipse, we just got eclipsed by the cat. The eclipse brings up stuff from then, and it wants to have you see that story and work it. So think back to the summer of 18, and then back to last April, and what was going on for you then, because now you're seeing that story in a whole new way. Um, and you're understanding it. And whatever happens this week as the eclipse story unfolds, then when we get to... August, October 10th, 12th of this year, 2020, coming up, that's the closing chapter. So part one, part two, part three, part four for the eclipse that we're coming to. And then the new moon eclipse that we had on the 26th, that one is very much about starting a whole new cycle. Now, eclipses take us back 19 years. That's how long it takes between them. Um, actually, 18 years and a bunch of days. But this eclipse, the new moon one, happened 19 years ago in December of uh, 2020. And whatever you were thinking of, gee, that's the d- direction I want to head in then. And I know for me, that was learning. You know, it was back when I was still working at uh, Pepsi, and I was like, you know what? I think I want to be an astrologer. We finished up all the year 2K projects, and we were done with them. And you know, everybody wrapped and rolled. We were waiting for, we were waiting for the big apocalypse that was going to happen when everything turned. Nothing happened, um, and then we went forward, right? So into the next chapter, into the next life, into the next new thing. So this year, this eclipse season, as we've been talking, has a bunch of new aspects. And the day after the eclipse. Uh, on the 20th, or actually two days after, the Saturn-Pluto meet up to start a new 36-year cycle. And we then unfold this year where we're planting those things and we're saying, okay, let's go forward. But this is very emotionally volatile time. 
eclipses bring up stuff. They feel it's something that's been going on for a while. We feel the need. We have to do something. We have to take action, right? And so, and of course, it's on the south node. So sometimes we have to take action to let it go. We don't want to see it anymore. We want to release it. So if you're running a little anxious, if you're feeling a little nervous, if you're feeling like, oh, my God, I have to let this go. I have to get rid of it. Ah, I can't take it a second longer. Yes, you do. You have to let it go. You can't take it a second longer. You do need to release it. You don't have to do it dramatically. You can just kind of quietly put it down. Quietly let it go. Think of winter. Think of Capricorn. Really what it is is it's about setting the boundary. It's about saying, you know what, thanks, appreciate it, but no thanks, right? And because the planets are all dancing with the south node, it is a big release time. We're going to have people leaving. We're going to have people departing, whether they're physically leaving Earth or they're leaving us um, emotionally or we're leaving them emotionally or we're, we're letting go. And so the south node in Capricorn, as it goes whipping through the last few degrees, he's really working very strongly with what do you have to let go of to north node in Cancer, grow your next chapter, grow where you're going to go. What, what do you need to release? What's blocking your growth? So a lot of people, when I've been talking to them the last few weeks, have been talking about old things, like looking at old, I mean, I even did it. I was down at my Aunt Kay's for Christmas with her and my cousin Susan, and I got looking at the old photo albums, you know, and and kind of reminiscing and, you know, looking at old pictures. And my Aunt Kay, you know, I had pictures from my childhood, but Aunt Kay has a whole different set, right? And I was looking at them from a different perspective because these were pictures I'd never seen before. Um and one of them, interestingly, was uh, I was in a brides I was a bridesmaid in a wedding, and I really did not like the bridesmaid dress. I thought it was pretty unattractive. And uh, and then I was looking at a picture of me in the bridesmaid dress next to my dad, and I'm like, actually, that's that's actually a pretty nice looking dress. I didn't look that bad. Um, I just remember thinking, oh, I hate the color. Oh, I hate this dress. But it didn't look bad, you know. Now, you know. <laughs> 36 years later, um, I, yeah, it was it was, like, it was an okay dress. It was not one I would have purchased, but it didn't look as bad as I remember thinking it looked. So it also is very helpful to go back and look at old memories, look at old stuff. Something, I mean, I have all these people that are finding old papers and reading them or finding old letters that were sent to them. Capricorn, it wants to come up. It wants to surface. It wants you to pull it up and for you to look at it and to really acknowledge it and recognize its impact, and then having recognized its impact by looking at it in a new light with the distance of time, you see it in a whole new way. You look at it and you go, wow, interesting. Wow, I hadn't thought of it that way. Wow. And and it's it's really much about retrieving. Capricorn is where we store things. You know, the Capricorns among us, have things from forever. You know, they have this shirt that they wore in third grade because it still fits them. Well, not really third grade, but sixth grade. Um, they hang on to things because they have value, they have meaning, and they still work, right? They they, they still work for them. So we, we go back to those old things. And as the energy is going through there, this week the sun goes through, um, the south node, Mercury goes through the south node. Jupiter parallels the south node, doesn't go through it yet by declination. 
it goes through it. But by um, by zodiac degree, it goes through next week, the week after. But this is a big week for letting go, for saying done, 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 done. And as you're looking around, as you're getting ready to pack up your Christmas tree, looking around at the Christmas presents that came in, looking around at your home and kind of feeling like I need to make some structural changes. I need to release some stuff here so that new things can grow. I need to clear out some stuff here. I need to let this go. Um, you know, as you all know, my neighbor died, and we didn't actually under, ever find the will. We did find a security deposit box. We haven't gotten into it. Maybe it's in there. But the super cleared out her apartment. Now, she's been living there 40 years, right over 40 years. I've been here 40 years. She was there five years before me. They came up with these big old wooden, no, those wooden things, those metal luggage carts, big black garbage bags, just loaded everything up in the garbage bags and threw it in a dumpster and wheeled it away. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's what happens with your life. It just all ends up in a dumpster. It was a very profound moment for me. I'm like, everything just goes in a dumpster? And I, I have friends who threatened to put a dumpster outside my house on 72nd Street and throw shit out my window into the dumpster, which I've always had kind of a little shiver about. But I just watched it happen. And I was like, it all got wheeled out and put in a dumpster, everything in her house. Nothing was saved. It's kind of like, wow. And that's that south node in Capricorn. It comes through and it goes to the dumpster, baby, to the dumpster. Do you need it? Really, what's important? And so this week, as we're in eclipses and we have that note of fate rolling along in the dumpster there saying, are you done with this? Are you finished? And kind of watch, kind of see which stuff you're keeping out of the dumpster and which stuff, you know, is gone. It's just gone. And that energy of letting go, of releasing, of saying, okay, finished, done, released, gone, over. And then, of course, from that springs all the eternal questions of, like, why am I here? What am I here to do? Why am I around? What's my purpose? But also the memories from the dumpster. You know, I looked at the pictures from my aunts, and none of those stories can ever be recreated. They even filled in the swimming pool. It's not like we can go to the house and say, hey, can we jump in the pool and take a couple pictures? That whole pool's gone, the pool I grew up with. My parents put in, and it finished on my 16th birthday, and we had a 16th, by my 16th birthday was a pool party. Um, And many, many happy memories with that pool gone the pool's gone they filled it in it's about releasing it's about understanding the lack of permanence which when you understand the lack of permanence you understand the potential for what the new can be what the new can grow but this is when we're focusing on the lack of permanence we're letting go 36 year cycle coming to an end january 12th eclipse on the south node release release sun on the south node release 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 to clear to create for the future. And don't hold on to those resentments. They can't serve you. They don't do anything for you. They aren't of you anymore. They're of your past. Throw them in the dumpster. Don't throw on, hold that anger. Throw it in the dumpster. Why are you carrying it? Put it in a big black trash, big black trash bag and put it out on the curb. And the garbage man will take it away. And it's gone. It's that easy. It's that easy. And when I watch Peggy's apartment get cleared out, 
with the guys with the with the those little rolly things where they load stuff on them. What are they called? Wheelie dollies. Dollies? Dollies. Yeah, dollies. And then wheeling the stuff out of her house, I was like, wow, all to the dumpster. Be conscious, be aware, pay attention, release the stuff that needs to go to the dumpster. Hang on to the stuff that's valuable. <laughs> Don't let them take that. But this is that energy. This is releasing it. It's very releasing. And and the more you release, the better it feels. And that's the week ahead. Okay, so when we look at the aspects, um, today the sun's in Aquarius, and it has got a closing aspect tomorrow morning, Monday, at 524 of Moon Square Mars. Release, release, release. The moon is void in the morning for part of the morning until 1041. These are all Eastern times when the moon goes into Pisces. It's in the, it's in the sign of Pisces, the 30th and the 31st on New Year's Day. Um, it goes void at 9.14 p.m. So Pisces moon, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Remember, sometimes the moons are in signs longer. So this is very much an emotional New Year's. Uh, Pisces moon is all about feelings and emotions. And, of course, it is the last sign of the zodiac. So it is a lot about releasing energy, letting go. The closing aspect on the first is moon trine Mars. So Moon in Pisces, trying Mars in Scorpio, very much a let it go, let it go, let it go kind of energy. And then the uh, Moon goes in, it goes void at 9:14 p.m. New Year's evening, and is void for two hours, and it goes into Aries at 11 p.m. on Monday, on Wednesday the first, and then it's in Aries Wednesday night, all day Thursday, all day Friday, and it goes void Friday at late in the late afternoon, early evening, 8.18 p.m., I guess that's the evening, with a square to Pluto. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, flowy, let it go. Uh, next Friday, harsh energy, moon square Pluto. Uh, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, harsh release. Moon's void all night, Friday night. And then it goes into uh, Taurus at 11.15 on uh, the 4th, the morning of the 4th. And it's in Taurus on Saturday the 4th, Sunday the 5th, on the 6th through 7.08 when it goes void. Taurus moon goes void, trining uh, the Pluto that the moon squared on Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday, and Friday. So it's kind of an off and on week. So Monday, you know, Sunday, Monday, we have, or tonight and tomorrow morning, we have the square. Then tomorrow at 1040 and Tuesday and Wednesday, we have the trine. And then uh, Wednesday night late, 11 o'clock, which 8 o'clock for you California folks. Thursday, Friday, we have the square. And then Saturday, we have the trine, right? So it's square, trine, square, trine, which is, you know, like I'm keeping this, I'm getting rid of this. I'm keeping this, I'm getting rid of this. The other thing we have happened this week is Mars goes into Sagittarius, and that ha- he's in Scorpio, but he's in Sagittarius through Friday when he enters Sagittarius, and he's in Sagittarius generally about uh, about two months. Uh, so he goes, I didn't write this down, and I should have. Um, he goes into Capricorn on the 16th of February. So Mars is going to be in Sag, but remember, when he's in Sag, he's still answering to Jupiter and Capricorn. So Right now he's in Scorpio, so he's very passionate because he's answering to his own self. But when he goes into Sag, then suddenly he's now reporting to Jupiter and Capricorn, and Capricorn, Jupiter and Capricorn is reporting to Saturn. Everybody's going to be reporting to Saturn pretty quick. So the karma comes home. This is the nice part about January. 
the karma comes home and we go, okay, we did it. We we did that. We're we're taking responsibility. We're being accountable. Next, new 36-year cycle starting. Very important. Sun this week goes from uh, 8 Capricorn to 12 Capricorn. Has an aspect with the nodes of fate on December 30th. It hits that south node. Sun hits that south node uh, December 30th, and it is a releasing energy. Um, and it also hits by declination because everybody's kind of, you know, so we're at the eclipse season, everything's hanging out together. So big release on the on December 30th around 5 in the morning. Uh, East Coast time, so just kind of watch. We'll wake up to somebody important having passed. Um, the sun is also parallel Jupiter on December 29th uh, tonight at 5:55. Uh, sun parallels Jupiter is kind of a, a committing energy. It's a partnering energy. And then at the end of the week on January 2nd, the sun in Capricorn trines Vesta. And it's a lot about making the nest, right? So this next week is very much about build, 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 release, 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 build, 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 release, release, release. And the energy really supports that. Mercury this week is running from 1 cap to 12 cap. He's moving along. He hits the nodes of fate and releases on January 3rd. So the sun hits it on the 30th. And Mercury hits it on the 3rd. Remember, all the planets are now going to march through. Jupiter goes through it next week, goes through the node of fate. Um, so Mercury releases on the 3rd at 7.42 in the morning. Uh, Mercury also hits Jupiter to start. You know, Jupiter went into Capricorn, so every planet comes and meets him and greets him and says, hi, hi, I understand you're going to be in Capricorn for the year. And Jupiter goes, yes, I am. And Mercury goes, okay, so how are we going to work together? So January 2nd, they come up with a plan. That's at 11.41 a.m. Uh, and they kind of bond and form a plan at that time and say, okay, Jupiter, wh- how am I going to communicate what you need when you're in Capricorn? So we want to kind of watch for messages, information, things that comes to us and says, oh, this is what we're going to do. Mercury also has a quintile aspect on December 31st around 5.30, 5 o'clock p.m. on the East Coast time. And that is kind of an idea of, oh, this is a really good idea. I really like this. This could be a lot of fun. That's that that quintile. Quintiles are helpful aspects. They give us a really good idea, kind of a brilliance of sorts. And then Mercury is trying Uranus on December 30th, which is, again, another really great idea. Uranus is in in, uh, Taurus. He went in there last March, and Mercury is trining him in Earth, and he's saying, okay, let's make practical plans. Let's come up with a new direction. We also have Mercury trining Vesta, on the 5th of January, around 6 o'clock at night, which gives us an opportunity to put in structure, to you know, our foundation, Vesta's our home and our foundation, and Mercury says, okay, this is the foundation that we're going to be working with. Um, so that's Mercury's pretty, pretty busy this week. He doesn't catch up to the sun until next week, but he is bearing down on him. So Mercury combusts the sun which is when he's within 17 degrees. He tends to be uh, kind of holding the opinion of the sun. So people are going to be pretty opinionated about what they want, and that's okay. That's part of what this energy is. We're all making our own decisions about what we're keeping and what we're putting in the dumpster. Um, Venus this week is running from 11 Aquarius to 20 Aquarius, almost 21 so Venus, when she's in Aquarius, she's ahead of the gang. She's rise, you know, the all the, everybody else is in Capricorn, and Venus is way ahead of them in Aquarius. So she's kind of leading the pack, and she's saying, okay, 
I'm in the new sign and I'm kind of looking at it from a an Aquarian point of view. Of course, that means she is an evening star. So when you're out there at night and the sun sets and you go star bright, star light, first star I see tonight, she's very sparkly up there in the western sky. And as she sets, um, you know, this is a great opportunity because she's in Aquarius and Aquarius is also about the vision. So kind of really focusing with your Venus and talking about, because Venus is in Aquarius, it's ideas about, it's thinking about, it's figuring out what that looks like. She parallels Mars um, on the 29th, and, and that kind of gives her a new job. She squares Vesta, so she's ready to look at what needs to get let go and put in the dumpster. Um, she also is biquintile, and that's also on the 30th. Um, she is a biquintile, the north node, so pay attention to important connections. You meet around 6.30 on December 30th, or in, sometime on December 31st, rather. Not, six, not around 6.30 on December 31st, yes. Uh, Venus biquintile, the north node, important connections. And then she has a, an interesting partnership that she's forming on the uh, at 4.14 p.m. on the 3rd when she trines Juno. And she says, wow, this could be a great, this is a great idea. So even though it's, it's still kind of the holiday week, that's a great day to do, you know, if you've got somebody that you're talking to or working on, it's a great day to make commitment energy for, for, for forward motion stuff because Venus is trying uh, Juno. Or to think about partnerships that you want to form. And then she has a quintile to Uranus on January 5th around 9.30 at night, which again is kind of a breakthrough idea. Now quintiles are fun. There's a lot of them this week. And what quintiles do is they kind of inspire us. They're, they're easy peasy energy aspects, meaning the planets are just kind of like, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, like when you go somewhere and you have that wonderful, brilliant conversation and you're just like, oh my God, this was so much fun. I just had such a great time. That's a quintile. <laughs> especially when you're connecting with people. If you're just doing the quintile at home by yourself, you're like inspired. You're like, oh, my God, this is so good. And you, and it happens really with a the flow. There's no struggle or stress or strain. It just kind of happens. And you're like, wow, that was easy. There's a, you know, Staples a while back had this button, and I had a client who was always stressing about stuff. And I, I would say, you know, what you want to do is every time you get to success point, you want to whack that button. And Staples sold a button called That Was Easy, and when you hit it, it would go, That Was Easy, the button would actually say it. So this week, Venus has a lot of quintiles going, That Was Easy. Um, Mars, of course, is in Scorpio, the last degrees. Of course, that gives him a big shout-out to the earlier degrees. And he goes into Sagittarius on the 3rd uh, at 447, which makes us all kind of ground down and go, okay, got to get ready. Now, when he goes into Sag, his boss then becomes Jupiter. When he's in Scorpio until the 3rd, he is really working on his own volition, and he loves being in Scorpio because he can take his action the way he wants to. He has a biquintile to Eris on the 2nd, so he has a great idea, even if it's a little bit mean-spirited, about how he wants to communicate. And he also has... Um, he has a health aspect on the 29th, around 9 o'clock, so if that, there's any health stuff going on, kind of step on it then and take good care of it. But Mars is also trining Chiron, offering, when he goes into Sag, on the 5th, he has an opportunity of, oh, this is how I can heal it. And then he has a biquintile to the north node of fate on the 6th, which is, hey, this is a plan, how about if we do this? 
And so there's a lot of forward motion energy. Remember, we're still wrapping up stuff till the 12th when that conjunction happens. But a lot of times when you're wrapping up stuff, you're getting ready for the next thing. You know, like if you're ever at a party and it's kind of, you know, the waiters and waitresses are clearing the table. They don't wait till everybody leaves. They start clearing, you know, when you get up to dance, the dishes all disappear and we come back and the water's gone. Uh, you have to put a purse over your wine so they don't take that. It, you know, we're starting to clear up, get cleared out, clear out the room to get ready for that conjunction. So the planets are really moving rapidly and quickly inviting us forward. Jupiter has an aspect of declination on January 1st uh, to the nodes of fate. So important connections. Pay attention to who you meet on January 1st. They may be your future. And then Uranus has a health aspect to partnerships. So January 2nd, partnerships can kind of break up or have some stress because Uranus has a you know an adjusting energy going, I don't really know that I want to be in this partnership doesn't mean you're going to break up yet. Probably going to wait till the 10th to break it off, but you're thinking about it. You're going, no, I think I'm done. Uh, and then Pluto and Athena are working together, but they're, Athena's telling Pluto something that he didn't hear. He doesn't want to hear. He doesn't want to know about it. And Athena's going, you know what you really need to know about Pluto? And he's like, I don't want to know that. And that happens on December 30th. Uh, and then Vesta stations um, to go direct at 12 Capricorn or 12 Taurus rather uh, she stations to go direct on December 29th which is okay let's get that house in order let's get that refrigerator cleaned out to support the diet let's get that exercise program laid out you don't have to start yet but you're going to be starting in a couple of days right so forward with this energy someone asked me the other day what my new year's resolution was I said I'm just trying to keep up with the ones from last year I'm just going to go plus one just do it again this year um, so, again, New Year's resolutions, always interesting uh, to work on. And, of course, um, because there's so much letting go energy, I think your New Year's resolution right now is to let go of stuff and then go, oh, okay, and, and yeah, what what is it I want to bring in again? Now, on January 1st, Pallas Athena has a trine to Eris, which is a strategic, brilliant thing. Uh, so that's always a fun one uh, because she kind of points out something and everybody goes, ooh. So watch for interesting pointing out energy where someone points out something to you and everybody goes, because that's that energy. Um, and it's kind of fun, but it also is um, interesting on another level <laughs> where your chart goes, okay. Mm All right, so a couple of announcements. I'm going to be offering, I we did the New Moon Eclipse webinar. It's out there for you to get on the eclipse and you can still do stuff i'm going to do stuff later today i did a little on the eclipse on the 26th but now it's the aquarius one which is why i'm getting doing another little ritual about what i want to let go and then tomorrow on the pisces moon i'm going to bring in what i want to bring in so it's kind of like you know you can do a few rituals you don't have to do just one so that's out there also on january uh 5th next sunday i'm going to be offering the year ahead uh, which allows you to look at the year ahead and what the upcoming 2020 aspects are. And then next week, uh, actually two weeks from now, on the 9th, I believe it is, on Astrology Hub, I'm going to be talking about 2020 also. So there, and that, you know, so there's a lot of stuff coming in about, about 2020 from me. But the web, the podcast for, um, it's a slide presentation, and it's on the 26th. It's about next year. 
and it's on the 6th of um, the 5th, the Friday, next Sunday, the 5th. It's on the 5th about the year ahead. So it's available on the website. And Rose put up last year, so you can go listen to what I said about 2019. Not that you necessarily want to review the year, but if you do, you can go listen to it. Um, and it will lay out uh, what I said back then, and it's up for free you know, to download and hear what we kind of do in what we're going to be doing on the uh, on the 5th. So I'm giving you a heads up. It's up for sale now. Um, and last year we did sell it out. Uh, the issue really is I only have I only have 200 spaces. So if you buy it and you can't come, it's great because I filled the room last time and people couldn't get in the room. It's I don't know. Not quite sure how to work with that. But you'll get the copy of the recording and stuff and we do answer questions about what's ahead. And because this is a really big year, starting 36-year, 30-year, 20-year, 13-year cycles, all in the same part of your chart, it might be helpful to tune in. Um, and that's really all. I'm going to uh, wish you a wonderful Happy and Merry Christmas. It's a great new year ahead. And with that lovely Pisces moon with a nice closing aspect, New Year's has, Midnight has a great aspects. But we are really in this big transition time, and you can feel it. Everybody that's been coming to me lately goes, you know, I can really feel it. I can really feel this is a big, I can really feel it. I'm like, it is. It's a big transition. 36-year cycle ending, which means a new 36-year cycle is beginning. A 30-year cycle is ending, 29 years, 1990. What was going on for you back then? Ending. And a new beginning, 20-year cycle. What was happening to you in, in 2000, in 80? New cycle beginning. <laughs> what was happening in uh, December of 2007? Ending, new cycle beginning. It's a huge year, and it's all in the same part of the chart. So it's very juicy, and I wish you a joyous new year. And... Um, and just a lot of, you know, visioning what goes out to the dumpster and what you're keeping. You know, what are you keeping? What are you dumping? It's Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk, wishing you a great and a happy, happy and bright and shiny new year. Bye-bye.